everybody, and welcome back to the show, A Balanced Life for You, where you design the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Rhonda Simrelli, and today on my show, I have a really special guest. Her name is Ebony Rose, and Ebony Rose is an Akashic Records practitioner who enjoys helping people find blockages brought on by past experiences and clearing them out, providing a more fulfilling life. So, Ebony, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Rhonda. Oh, my pleasure. Um, Akashic Records Practitioner, that is something that is very unique. And I think my listeners might be going, what the heck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's not quite mainstream yet. It isn't. Uh, So why don't we jump right into that? Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is right now and what you do right now? Absolutely, yes. Um, I studied for several months with um, a fabulous teacher uh, who taught us students how to uh, go into our Akashic Records. And the Akashic Records is all of the memories, all of the experiences, emotions, thoughts, everything that you've ever experienced through, you know, if you want to go deep into all dimensions, lifetimes, everything um, that is stored in your body in your soul. And what this is, it's spiritual work. And um, I can go into your Akashic records and look into see what I can find um, a past experience um, that has kept that you've made a contract with. And um, that keeps you blocked in a certain area of your life right now in the current present time. So um, once we know what that um, that contract that you made uh, in that you know past experience, we can go ahead and clear it out and get it released once and for all to open up you to new um, paths, to new opportunities. And you know if it's courage that you need, if it's you know um, strength, whatever it is that you're you feel like you're you know not quite there yet. Um, it helps push through and break out the break down those barriers. That's fascinating. So let me let me ask you a couple of more details about your work. And again, without going into any kind of breaking any kind of confidentiality, could you give us an example? So I'm, I'm hearing memories, stored memories, emotions, contracts being blocked. Um, so can you give us an idea of like how you are able to do that? Absolutely, yes. Um, but some people, um, many people come to me or come, you know, come to, to these to practitioners like me um, with money problems. They know that they don't have the best relationship with money, but they don't know how to um, overcome that. So, you know, we'll go, we can go into, you know, the records and I can find something from, you know, a, a childhood experience that will um, show them, you know, possibly, you know, where <clears throat> these um, money, you know, blockages uh, have been influenced, you know, whether it's from mother, father, or, you know, somebody else totally randomly, you know, different. It doesn't, you know, it's not always just, you know, the parents, but um where they viewed something or they were told something like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, this and that. So it's very much, you know, like um, coaching, but it's just, just on that spiritual level. Um, And so once, you know, that's addressed, um, we can do some forgiveness work, um, which is always, always so helpful or um, what's called a gift retrieval. 
And that is just basically asking the spirit guides to give you everything back that you lost, that you, you blocked out from this contract. And um, it gives it all back to you so you can have that better relationship with money. Okay. All right, let me ask you this question then, because some people, as we know, are uh, very intuitive and very, um, they have accepted their deeper spiritual connection. And there are others who, well, let's face it, others who are not eh, so spiritual, okay? They go, that's kind of deep. So with that being said, would it be fair to say, uh, for those who maybe are not as uh, deeply spiritual, with the contract and going into the records, would that be kind of equivalent to going into someone's past programming or their their deeper belief system? Absolutely, yes. And getting that awareness, um, getting that awareness is key. Sometimes, you know, that's all that people need. Yeah. Um, you know, the ones that aren't so spiritual, you know, that awareness is exactly, you know, enough for them to, you know, say, okay, hey, I see where this is coming from. Let's change it. Exactly. And that's, that's, you know, where I work with my clients as well. And that awareness is number one. So thank you for that little clarification there. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking, you know, somebody might be wondering too. Absolutely. So tell us, Ebony, what do you enjoy most about what you currently do? What I enjoy most about it is that, you know, I, I have felt that I, I have been on the more spiritual side. So this actually, you know, um, fulfills that part of my life, as well as wanting to be of service to others. Um, I've always wanted to be of service to others. I just, you know, there wasn't quite um, the paths that I took before this it didn't quite add up to where I was doing it for all sorts of reasons. I didn't reach that point. And so I was here thinking, Oh goodness, what, what am I going to do out of my life after, you know, having babies and they've gone to school? Um, I call them babies. They're not quite babies (laughs) anymore, (laughs) but um, I really want it. I want to help people. And I believe that this is my way to help them. Oh, that's beautifully said. As a um, true giver, and speaking of past, that brings me to my next question. Was there a specific event or a point in time that steered you into this um, Akashic Record practitioner? There, yes, there is. Um, I went through just just like you know the traditional you know college um, experience. Right after high school, I went to college, and then right after I got my bachelor's, I went. I took a semester off and I went straight into my master's. It was then that, you know, I've always experienced some anxiety. Um, I started in high school and um, I was able to, you know, distract myself from it by doing things I really loved, which, you know, is something that has always stayed with me to try and get me through it. Um, But when I was finishing up my master's degree, I went through what I guess you could call like just an emotional breakdown. And I was getting panic attacks, what I felt constantly. It was, it was absolutely terrible. Um, One day I'll have to probably write something, you know, a blog post or something, just explaining this one particular day that I felt the worst panic attack ever. (laughs) Um, I laugh about it now because that's really all I can do. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but 
all of that anxiety, it caused me, I don't want to say it caused me, but it, it made me take a step back because I obviously was not aligned with what I was doing. Um, so I took that step back and I left school. I was, you know, I was, I had enough credit hours. I just needed to finish my internship and I walked away. Now, you know, people all the time tell me, you know, don't you wish you went back and finished? And I'm like, no, that was not part of the plan. Um, I feel that, you know, I received and I, I, I learned everything that I needed to learn from that, you know, um, part of my life. But finishing up, I, I know for sure that going into, you know, because I was studying psychology, so um, getting my license and in, in practicing Every time I came out of my internship that day, I would be so much more tense and so much more anxious that if I had gotten gone forward with it, I can only imagine how anxious I would be every single day living with that. So, you know, taking that step back, it really opened me up to seeing what else is out there for me. Now, soon after that, I got married and I had my babies and we decided that I'd be a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, that was my purpose at that time. Well, once the babies started getting a little bit older, um, my, when my little girl, I have a little boy and a little girl, once my little girl was about two years old and she was being more independent and a little bit more self-sufficient, the anxiety came back. So I knew something was going on that I needed to find, you know, um, I don't want to say it, you know, to sound, you know, discounting, but something to keep me occupied, keep my mind occupied is what it is because my mind just goes <laughs> wild if I, if I let it. <laughs> but um, so I started looking into um, Reiki and um, I learned about that and I, I got certified to be, you know, Reiki practitioner and it just keep, it kept on leading me forward to this spiritual path and you know, to being of service to others. So, you know, I came across the Akashic Records. I mean, it was pretty quick to where I I read about it. I was like, this is very interesting. And then I learned about it um, a little bit more. And then I was like, let's do this. I'm going to, I want to be an Akashic Records practitioner. I still didn't really know what I was going into, <laughs> but I felt that that was, you know, something it was, it was taking that leap that I don't, I don't think I've ever really taken that quickly. And at the same time, it felt like perfect. It felt good that it felt right. So um, over all this time, you know, taking those those leaps of faith, it has gotten me to where I'm able to accept my anxiety for what it is um, and and not try and manage it, not try to control it. And I feel so much better. Yes, I still get anxiety here and there, but it's nowhere near as bad as it used to be. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for a cure for my anxiety anymore. And when I established that in myself, it it seemed like it just opened up to where, you know, my my body, my mind was telling the anxiety itself, I'm not afraid of you. Mm. So, you know, you don't have any power over me. And I don't experience what I used to experience. And it's amazing um, that, you know, listening to yourself, listening to your body, um, what it can do for you. Oh, on so many different levels. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
And, and I've been taking some notes, um, but to go back to the listening to your body, you know, I write, I write about that in my book and it's, you know, your body talks to you and you have brought a key point that I think many women, especially, I don't know if they're really um, not so much in tune to their body or they're just not willing to listen to it. Right. Um, because, you know, as I'm hearing you um, tell your story about having anxiety and starting as early as high school and having uh, what you call the emotional breakdown, I think that's a key point, too. In order to change, many of us have to really hit that, what I call a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hit it quick. Sometimes you decide that you need to hang out there on the bottom for a while, you know, scoot across in the dark. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look for the ledge that might lead up to the rope, that might lead to the ladder, that might lead to the window, that might lead to the door. You know? Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> um, but you know, we all have to take our own, diff- our own individual journeys. But what I, I do want to just kind of bring to the focus here is when you're talking about your anxiety and as your children started to get a little more independent, how you were, you, you recognized that feeling. Um, you've labeled it anxiety, uh, uh-huh. whether it is technically anxiety or not. It was a feeling that you recognized that was unsettling and that you realized you needed to do something different. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And then one thing led to another. And by taking those leaps of faith, following what felt, I believe you were saying, what felt good, what felt right for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's it's so important for so many women because, uh, you know, I, I do my podcasts about this and I do different articles about it. It's okay to not follow the crowd because many of us are afraid of, well, if I step off the beaten path, just like you didn't finish your master's. Mm-hmm. So many people go, oh my gosh, you're right there. You should do that. Well, that didn't feel right. And it was actually causing me more stress and angst than anything. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, women particularly, there's so many, you know, ideals for us, you know, um, whether we choose to stay home with our babies or we choose to go back to work after the babies are born, um, there's ideals in each, you know, area. And it it's hard for us to, to feel at home in our bodies um, when it comes to that, because you, you, we're, I feel like we're naturally people pleasers. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're mothers or, you know, you know, being, being that more feminine, you know, side of, of the, the spectrum. Um, so, you know, we want to see people happy. We want to see, you know, people, you know, um, comfortable with us. So, you know, we try to fit these ideals and it's not the case. It's mm-hmm. not the case at all. Um, and inside our body knows this has this, its own intelligence Mm-hmm. And, and when it's not aligned, uh, and balanced, it, it, it lets you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just important. So ladies wake up, listen to your bodies. Um, and it's okay. It's okay. So let's shift over for a minute to those babies that you've been referring to. <laughs> How many babies do you currently have in the home? I have two. Sebastian is seven and Katerina is five. I love those names. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, speaking of, you know, so you're a working mom from home, uh, which is why yes. you're part of the show Mompreneurs. And part of what we are challenged with as work from home moms is that balance, right? Figuring out Absolutely. how to business, how to take care of the babies, whether they're babies or 
um, teenagers or anything in between. So tell us, um, let me see here. What do I want to ask you? So you have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. Tell us maybe one of the challenges that you face with running your business, having two children around. Well, you know, they're very, I, I've taught them that they can come to me for anything and everything. So um, they're very, you know, they want to know um, what I'm doing or they want to be able to express what they're feeling or doing themselves. And so they're always wanting me to know what's going on with them. So I could be working and if, you know, they're at home, I could be, you know, working and they'll come to, you know, interrupt me. And so that is definitely a challenge because it breaks concentration. However, um, I, I, I taught them this way. So there's no way I can blame them is the way I think about it. So, you know, I'll kindly, you know, listen to them. I'll address whatever it is that they're telling me and then I'll, I'll let them know, okay, I'm going to get back to work. And so they they understand. And then they, they go back to what they're doing. Um, so, you know, it is a challenge, but like, like I said, I do accept that those type of interruptions because they're not to blame. They're, they're, they're not, you know, they don't know, um, enough to, 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 you know, stay away or whatever's the case. Um, the same thing, it's kind of funny because the same thing goes when I'm trying to meditate, um, here at home, uh, while they're here. And sometimes, you know, I just feel like I, I want to, um, so the, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be doing their own thing and I'll just hear little footsteps coming closer, coming mm-hmm. closer. <laughs> and then they're, they're trying to be, they're very, they're trying to be considerate because they'll be mom real quiet. <laughs> and so I have my, my eyes closed still and I'm like, yes. And you know, they'll tell me what is okay. Thank you. And then you hear their little footsteps go away. <laughs> Very, very descriptive. I think everyone who is listening can go, yes, I, I grasp that. And you know what I loved what you said is to, to accept it because really at five and seven, they are, they're not baby babies, but they're still children. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's what I love that you said, that you just accept it. You, um, you address their concerns that they have and essentially give them the attention that they're asking for. And then they're pretty content going off and entertaining themselves for a little bit. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's really a key for um, for children and parents and moms to to understand to if we're staying home to be with the kids uh, to raise them. It's really important to acknowledge that. Hey, guess what? You might need my attention. It just makes them feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, what do just give us an example, right? Quick of um, maybe some quality uh, family time. Like, what do you do with your kids or even your spouse? Um, what we do, um, as quality time is, um, we will either, you know, go to the movies or grab a movie and watch here, um, at the house. Um, we like to go to the local aquarium that we have here in Corpus. Um, there's, uh, every, every month there's, um, <laughs> there's what's, what's, what's called a car show, um, at a local like diner. Uh, where all these, you know, cars, old, old, new, every, every sort, I mean, 
oh my goodness, there's even some, you know, like, like Mater from Cars, Disney Cars, where some old, old cars, <laughs> they go and show off there. Wow. But yes, um, all sorts of cars. That's once a month. And Sebastian particularly is always excited about that. Um, and then we have other little activities going on. It's called, one's called an art walk here um, downtown that um, just walk around and there's all sorts of vendors here. Um, you know, selling their stuff and things. So we just like to take a, take a walk. And, you know, I'm here where we have a bay. Um, I mean, actually we're about six blocks away from a really nice park right there on the water. So we'll take the kids to the park and, and just let them enjoy being outside. Oh, that sounds like fun. I think I'm going to be hanging out with you guys because <laughs> I think I like all of those activities. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's shift around for a moment um, mm-hmm. and just kind of give everybody an idea of, again, uh, balance life for you. It's, you know, work life, personal time, family time. So what do you or how do you spend time for yourself? What's important for you? Because you might give somebody a good idea. Sure. Um, what's, you know, what's important for me is to be able to have just a few moments, at least every day, um, to to be with myself. Um, before my babies, I was happy, you know, living, um, within myself. I, I, if I could, I'd be a hermit up in the mountains, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, um, uh, just having that, you know, if, for example, you know, after, having a long day with them, I'll just retreat to the room for a few minutes. Um, I have a, a, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have anything, you know, I don't have anything to do. Um, I do like to read. I don't do it consistently, but I do, you know, when I really feel, um, that that's calling me, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll read some. I also like to record at least one, you know, sitcom. Um, mm-hmm. particularly, you know, something that's a comedy. So I'm watching, you know, a particular comedy right now and I'll record it and then I'll watch it on my own time when I know that I can and just have a good laugh. Mm. You know, I love laughing. And it, one of the things, you know, I, I just thought about right now, um, you know, that takes like five minutes. I love to sing and listen to music. So I'll put on, you know, one of those ladies that, you know, have that high range and this, and I will sing to, you know, that song. My kids will be like, okay, mom, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But getting that out Uh is, it's really, um, it's something that, you know, that's important for me. So, Mm -hmm. oh, that's, that's great. And what I'm hearing is really just figure out what's important to you. Uh And I don't believe there's such a time as finding the time I think it's more that we make the time yes Mm -hmm. because we can be busy 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 all day long and busy doesn't always mean productive and busy doesn't always mean taking care of yourself oh yes (laughs) you know um so one of the questions I wanted to ask you were can you um and I, I don't even think that we talked about this previously but have you had any uh, specific challenges, whether it be personal or work or just in balance in general that you would be willing to kind of share with our audience? Because sometimes people go, yep, I, I love everything you're saying, but I don't know. I'm just dealing with something difficult right now. Absolutely. Um, I myself have dealt with, you know, be, um, well, I'll say what it is first and then I'll go into it. <laughs> 
I have dealt with um, having limiting beliefs and doubts about, you know, I'm fairly new to this business um, to, to, you know, running my own business. So, you know, um, this has, it's been a struggle. It really has. Uh, I, I joined Facebook for the very first time of March, you know, in March of last year. So, you know, going into that social media platform is, and I, I've never, you know, been in any other social media platform. It was uh, yeah. like jumping in with both feet. It, I, I was just like, whoa, I don't think I can do this. Whoa, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> but it was important. It was so important for me that, you know, even though I would take, you know, those few steps back, like, no, 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 I, this is too much for me. I would, you know, get myself together and say, you know, I can do this. I will do this. And then start taking baby steps mm. until I felt comfortable to, to, to move a little bit faster. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to take that leap. And then when you take that leap, you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, many, you know, much after, you know, you're, you're at another point where you're thinking, okay, you know, is this something that's for me? Um, and that's okay. Um, so, you know, I, I would reach those points quite often through this, you know, this little, you know, journey that I've been on so far. And, um, and yes, I would have to take that step back before continuing forward. So it hasn't been as quick because, you know, when, you know, going I'm not trying to, you know, say that college is so easy, but, you know, you have your classes, you take your classes, you study for those classes, you know, you move forward, you know, pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of, you know, being done for you because, you know, you have the teachers making the curriculum and you have the teachers putting the tests together for you. This is something that's totally different. <laughs> you have to have that focus yourself. You have to, you know, um, get the organization yourself and it's not always easy. You know, I'm somebody who, who, who loves to daydream. So, um, keeping that focus is definitely, you know, uh, something I have to be conscious of and practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I just want you to know, I'm not laughing at you, but <laughs> I am, I'm laughing with you because a couple of notes that I took were, um, and, I, and I, I appreciate you and thank you for being so transparent because it, it's refreshing in so many levels to have a guest come on and say, this is what I do. Um, this is what I can do. Uh, and then to say, you know what, I'm still learning. And to admit that you too have had self-doubt or limiting beliefs, because I think we all do, because every level that we reach, it's every new level has self-doubt attached to it. And whether it be getting on social media platform for the first time, or you know, podcasting for the first time, or getting in front of a video camera for the first time, <laughs> it, um, you know, when I started my podcast show, I got to tell you, um, most people that I know don't even want to hear their own voice messages, right? When you're on the phone. Yes. yes. You go, oh my gosh, do I really sound like that? <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's, it's, it's baby steps. And I think that what you have shared right now, I would take as yes, personal challenges, but also fabulous tips for every woman entrepreneur or anybody who desires to be an entrepreneur. Cause you're right. The college and the job, I kind of put them in that same classification is again, they're not, they're not easy. 
but they're a little bit more simplistic, right? Mm-hmm. Because yes, it's essentially you've already got the map over there, and you just kind of have to read it and follow it. When you are creating your own empire, your own business, and this is truly unique to you, uh, that focus, the organization, and don't forget determination. Yes. And something I learned a long time ago, it's called BBA. It's called bounce back ability. Because inevitably, every place that we hit in our new businesses, or whether you're six months, a year new, or you've been in the business for 10 or 20 years, there's going to be times that come up in life and they're little obstacles and challenges. And you have to realize, what does it take to stop me? And hopefully the answer is nothing. And to learn how to get knocked down and then dust yourself off. You know, sometimes you might end up in a cast for a little while, but um, dust yourself off and get back up there and go again. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I love that. I have some weird metaphors, don't I? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway. Well, Ebony, you have been such a pleasure, and I want to respect our time. Uh, I'm going to put this out there because uh, if you have any of them that you'd like to share, by all means, this would be the time. If you have any favorite quotes or any special nuggets or any best advice that you feel would be um, of benefit to any of our up-and-coming mom entrepreneurs. Sure. Um, I love um, almost everything Albert Einstein says. And there's one particular quote that really uh, resonates with me, and it says, few are those who see with their own eyes and feel with their own hearts. Mm. Can you say that again? Absolutely. Few are those who see with their own eyes and feel with their own hearts. I love that. And right? what, I, <laughs> what I put into that, you know, what I take away from that rather is, just a lot of what you and I have talked about off air is finding that, that inner self and, you know, finding that peace and that fulfillment for you. Yes. Staying true to ourselves. Yes, Mm, absolutely. Well, I mean, thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope you had a good time. I had a fabulous time. Thank you for having me, Rhonda. You're welcome. Now, if anybody wants to learn more about the Akashic Record Keeping and how they how you could help them, how would they get in touch with you? Um, they can reach me um, at on my my Facebook page or my website. My Facebook page is facebook.com slash fully embrace life. And my website is fullyembracelife.com. And fully as in F-U-L-L-Y, correct? Correct, yes. Right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope you get in touch with Ebony Rose. And if nothing else, find her on Facebook and say congratulations for being on the social media. Make her feel welcome. (laughs) And as always, if you found value in this interview today, please pass it along. Share it with your best friends. Give us a five-star rating and be sure to connect with me in my new Facebook group, Million Dollar Mompreneurs, and we are creating financial success from home. And we'll see you all next week. 